Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello, and welcome back to our next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Today, we had the utmost pleasure of speaking to someone who reached out to us after she had herself been listening to our podcast for some time. And then suddenly she heard a friend, a former university roommate, uh, be interviewed on our show. So she reached out to us and we're pleased that she did. We're really looking forward to having a chat with her today. Yeah, Karen Dean is a resilience expert, a success coach, an inspiring speaker, has been a solo parent to her three kids for over 11 years, is a Canadian best-selling author of her self-published book, We Are Unbreakable, as well as her self-love journal called Fierce and Fabulous, and is also the Queen Pin Award recipient of 2020. After chatting with Karen briefly uh, through written communication and looking at her on her website, karendeanspeaks.com, we realized that Karen's a force to be reckoned with, and she's obviously making huge strides, not only in her own community where it started, but now reaching out further and beyond. So without further ado, here's Karen. Hi, Karen. It's finally nice to e-meet you, and thank you so much for reaching out to us. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here and meet you guys. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a little strange doing it over a computer, but like you were saying to us before we started recording, it's kind of the way that people meet, it seems nowadays. <laughs> it is, and we're actually not that far apart geographically, but true, uh, it saves a lot of gas um, <laughs> to do it this way. That's true. So um, why don't you start just by telling us who you are, who's Karen, What is your story? What are your interests? What are some things that uh, you've done that you feel very proud of? Things like that. Well, you covered a lot of them in the intro. Um, I was (laughs) very flattered. But as you said, I've been solo parenting my kids for over 11 years. Uh, I would say they are my proudest accomplishment. Um, They are now 25, 22, and 14. Um, The 25-year-old, my oldest daughter, she had some health issues when she was younger that we got through together. Um, She had her lung collapse when she was 14. She had a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis when she was 15, which is really young for Mm -hmm. that diagnosis. And my son, who is the 22-year-old, the boy in the middle of two really fierce girls, (laughs) kind of hates his life, but he's a great (laughs) kid. he also had a lot of health issues when he was born. When he was eight weeks old, I was told he would probably never walk or talk because he had a permanent brain injury. And we got through that and he's incredible. And it is as normal as boys get. With you have men in your life, you understand that comment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he was 19, he was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive form of cancer. So they are my proudest accomplishments is to have basically solo parented them through all of that because even when I was married I kind of was still a single parent Mm -hmm. um so to do all that I think um you know I'm really really proud of it but in my work world I'm really proud of um, my first book that I published We Are Unbreakable which is my story and 21 other women's stories about the year of 2020 which was a really hard year for so Mm -hmm. many 
us in so many different ways. So I really thought that those stories needed to be memorialized on paper for future generations. I hope that our grandchildren who are just coming into the world now don't remember this kind of crazy time we've lived through and never have to live through a pandemic like this. Mm -hmm. So I hope they can read this book and go, wow, this is what these people went through and kudos to them. So mm -hmm. that's my proudest work accomplishment, I would say. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I was just reading up on your book a little bit and it, it, like you said, it's great that you put that on paper because it, it is something in history that will be remembered forever, but less so on how it, it, it influenced everyone on a personal level. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it's, there's some really incredible stories and each of the women wrote their own stories. I oh, didn't wow. interview them and write them. So I, I didn't want it edited like most books get edited. I wanted it in their own voices. So there's probably some run on sentences and some poor grammar in some places, but it's their real stories that mm -hmm. they wrote. And I was really proud of them. Like none of them, one of them is an author now, um, Nancy Riggin, who used to be on Live at Five. She has written a book since then. But most of them are not professional writers. They are just women like you and I who have jobs or and kids and careers. And and I just reached out to them and said, can you write your story of 2020? And can I have it next week? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I published it 41 days after I came up with the idea. Wow. While my son was in chemotherapy, that was my wow. distraction from chemo was I need to do something to help other people. And so that's what I did. Wow. Amazing. So Karen, you've talked a little bit about your writing and uh, being a parent. So is there anything else you want to do when you grow up? It sounds like you've achieved <laughs> so much so far. I often say that I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Isn't everyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a teacher, but I feel like I'm being a teacher now in a different way because I do do um, motivational speaking. I get on stages and inspire people and kind of teach them some of the things that I have learned about how to deal with hard things. Um, so I want to continue doing that. I want to speak on bigger stages. I want to impact women um, all over the world. I want to help people understand that they can get through the hard times and still have an amazing life. Um, so many of us get stuck on why me, I can't do this, um, which I've had those thoughts. And I figured out some tools, which are not new. They've been around forever. It's just that I put them to use. And mm -hmm. um, I want to share that with as many people as possible. Uh, I'm working on a new book right now. I'm going to be 50 this year. So my goal is to have it out before my 50th birthday, which is in July. So, cool. so I need to get working on that, but um, it will have a lot of those tools in it about how to live your best life and mm -hmm. the lessons that I've learned in my 50 years on this earth. Right. Um, and I think, I wish I had learned a lot of them way younger. And Don't I we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hope that the young women will read that book and figure it out day before I did. Well, and so many people need that reassurance that we're not alone. And that was a lot of the motivation with mom and I starting the podcast is what is it with these people and putting on a face and, 
you know, trying to be so perfect, hence the name of our podcast. But um, a lot of people need those words of encouragement, like you said, in the new book that you're starting to write. And I don't know if mom is comfortable at all uh, in speaking about this, but I know that going through the process with the pregnancy with my younger sister, um, she didn't realize how many people needed to hear and need the help um, until she kind of put her story out there. And then she heard a lot of outreach from other mothers and fathers, parents that were soon to be, you know, going to be having a child with similar um, related issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. My, my youngest uh, was diagnosed with something called Dandy Walker syndrome. It's very rare and it has to do with the cerebellum. And um, yeah, when she was diagnosed, there was little to no information on the internet and what a lonely, horrible road that was. So um, I get asked to be the Canadian contact for the Dander Walker Alliance. And I took that on and yeah, just, just finding uh, solace in knowing that you're not alone and being able to discuss with other parents, uh, you know, their concerns and you know, cause you went through it yourself. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah. th- that's what I found with my book. We are unbreakable was it. We've had some reviews that are negative saying that a lot of the stories are so much alike, but that's what I wanted was to know that no matter where you live or yeah. what you do, you know, you're not alone. So many other women are going through the exact same thing. And I think that's exactly like you're saying, you know, people who have difficult pregnancies or children born with these rare disorders, which my son also, his is called periventricular leukomalacia. There's Mm -hmm. not a lot of it um, around. And when I looked it up on the internet back in 2001, when the internet was not what it is now, Mm -hmm. it was really scary. Uh, and I didn't have a group like that. So I wish I had it back then. But what I did, which I don't think a lot of people do, is I read those scary stories. And then I went, I cried. I'll be honest, I cried mm-hmm. for probably three days straight without stopping. And then I just went, that's not going to be my child. That's yeah. not going to be my kid. And I made sure I did whatever I could do to help them and do different doctors, different specialists, whatever I could find um, for people that I'd say, can you refer me? If it didn't fit, then I didn't go back, but I made sure I got as much help for him as I could. And it made a huge difference in the outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so moving on, I wanted to ask you, um, what makes you feel most inspired? So this could be Um, something totally unrelated to your book. Um, It could be something you do fun on the side that someone may not know about you. Uh, Just what makes you feel your best self? Anyone who follows me on social media will probably know the answer to that, but it's the view from my backyard. Um, Mm -hmm. I was really fortunate 10 years ago, right now I was building a new house as a single mom. And um, the piece of property that I built on is overlooking a river and it's this gorgeous view the house is up on a bit of a hill and I spend so much time just watching that river I go down and sit by the river I take pictures of the sunset over the river and I get my best ideas when I'm just sitting there in the peace and quiet 
I also have a little hobby farm that I have a few really cute animals. So <laughs> just being in nature and being out there is when, when I'm most inspired. Mm-hmm. It's funny, Melissa had a, a similar answer. So that's kind of funny that you brought that up. <laughs> she says, I love Melissa and I are kindred spirits for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. So would you say that that view is what keeps you going or is there some other motivation that drives you on the daily? Um, the view for sure. I always say it's the reason I'm still as sane as I am um, is because I get to look out my window at that all the time. But my kids, and I know that's a cliche answer, but when I became a single mom and it was, um, that's a story for another day, but uh, it was a really hard reason that I became a single mom, really traumatic. And it could have gone really bad, but I just said, no, I need to do the best that I can do for my kids. I need to be the best role model I can be for my kids. I need to show them even through this really hard thing we don't have to let it define who we are and so my goal success to me is raising good kids it doesn't matter what else I ever do in my career exactly yeah if my kids come out of this as good people which two out of three are adults now (laughs) (laughs) um you know and my my youngest is 14 and she's uh, almost 15 actually and on a really good path so that's success to me and that's what keeps me going and that's what keeps me pushing forward to do better and be better and you know do really cool things that inspire my kids to do really cool things mm-hmm. Great. um i'd love to know more about the queen pen award that you received in 2020 um what did that entail um how were you um approached with uh regards to that um what kind of started all of that Well, the Queen Pins is a group in Halifax who used to do in-person networking events that were incredible and had like great speakers at all of their events. So I've been to events in the past. And of course, when COVID started, um, they did a few online events, but I actually haven't seen anything from them since I got the award. Mm. But they just sent me an email one day and said, we do this award every year and we've chosen you. Wow. And there's a little more to it. I mean, I had done the book. My son had been diagnosed with cancer, but earlier in 2020, I also have an online clothing company. And when the horrible mass shooting happened here in Nova Scotia, um, I lost a good friend and she was actually the inspiration for my book. And um, I said, I need to do something to help for me. Helping is healing. That's how Mm -hmm. I get past things is by helping others. So I designed or got my graphic designer, I should say, to design a Nova Scotia Strong uh, logo and I put it on t-shirts and hoodies and in three months was able to raise $96,000 for the families of the the victims of the shooting, which I know isn't really much at the end of the day with the trauma and grief they were going through. And I would have kept it going, but I was giving away 100% of my profits mm-hmm. for three months. And then my son got cancer. So I thought I can't give away all my money anymore. Right. Right. Um, and I just didn't have time to commit to the fundraiser um, because I was taken to the hospital all the time. Yeah. So all of those things added up um, were the reasons that they chose me. And I was really flattered and honored because 
you know, a lot of people did a lot of incredible things in 2020. So right. for them to choose me, um, so humbled. And I got a custom designed pin, like an actual pin pin. And I get to brag to my kids that I have a pin <laughs> to prove that I am the <laughs> Look it's, how great I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool. The Nova Scotia strong. Um, I had no idea. Um that you had done that um I've seen the design myself um through social media so that's kind of really cool I had no idea so that's neat that you had started that um uh moving on to another a topic what you wanted to know what is your biggest regret or failure if you can think of one I know that's a big question for some but mm, my biggest regret it's this is a hard one because it's yeah kind of a catch 22. So my biggest regret would be not believing in myself when I was younger. Um, but had I believed in myself more, I wouldn't have married. I've been married twice. I wouldn't have married either of those people if I had more belief in myself. And then I wouldn't have the kids that I have. So it's, it's hard. It's kind of no regrets, but yeah, um, you know, if I could have changed things, I would have married somebody different but hope for the same kids that I have yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah yeah I get it yeah so I'd like to know what the most important thing is that you've learned in your life that's another that's, big one <laughs> it's kind of the same theme yeah. um uh, people always say you know if you could tell your 18 year old self something what would it be and uh, though to me I always say I would tell myself I am enough mm -hmm. because I think so many of us listen to the words of other people about who we are, what we should do. Um, I had a really toxic family um, and all I heard was, no, you can't. Who do you think you are? You're to this, you're to that, you're ugly. You're like always negatives and as much as you try to not internalize it, like we all do. Of course, yeah. And um, I am enough. I wish I had have known that mm -hmm. um, when I was a lot younger. Mm -hmm. And even so, it's one of those things that you have to continue to remind yourself every day. That's so relatable that to tell yourself that you are enough because I've lived through situations where similar to you that people tell me that I'm not doing enough or um, based on pressures that they've put on me that, you know, they don't have to say it, the, the glances and the things like that are enough to say, like, you're not doing enough. I know you're more than that. So it's like you said, something you have to remind yourself every day. And not well. only doing enough, but you're not pretty enough. You're yeah. not skinny enough. You're not whatever smart enough. We hear it about everything. And it's sometimes really hard to get past that and believe in yourself enough to do the hard things or to apply for that job or ask the guy out or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard sometimes when you keep hearing those voices in your head. Mm -hmm. So what I try to teach people now is to make sure the voice in your own head is always telling you something positive because we listen to our own voice more than we should listen to anybody else's. Um, so when I get on stages, there's actually a tool that a friend of mine gave me probably 10 or 11 years ago. And I still have this postcard that she gave me in my bathroom and I hand them out when I do live events. But 
It's actually downloadable on my website too. Um, and the words are, I deeply and completely love myself. And a lot of women have a really hard time saying that out loud mm -hmm. in a mirror. And that's what she challenged me to do was look in the mirror and say those words every single day. Mm -hmm. And when I do that at live events, even online events, I get repeated three times. And by the third time, somebody's crying without fail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to say it versus to mean it as well, because you can yeah. say it in the mirror, but you can say it emotionless and not really, you know, meaning it to yourself. So yeah, that's, that's I really challenge cool. you to look in the mirror and say it and try to remove the emotion because mm -hmm. it took me two years before I could actually do it and feel comfortable doing it and confident. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. it's one thing to hear those messages that you spoke of from society, but when your intimate partner is also doing the same, yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's a toughie. It is tough. So, I, next question. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I cut you No, off? I was just going to say my first husband and other people would tell me, oh, you're so pretty or whatever. And I would say, how come you never say those things to me? And he said, I'm not going to say that. It'll go right to your head. Wow. Right. Yeah. 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 So my next question was, what makes you imperfect? The not, big question. <laughs> not the, another big question. Yeah. Not the stuff reflective wise, like from back then, you wish you would have known more of your worth and that sort of thing. But what makes you imperfect today? You know, here we are doing the imperfect podcast and it, it covers us with a little bit of grace when things don't go our way all the time. But yeah, we'd like to know, it sounds like you've had a lot of success and a lot of heartache along the way. Um, what is it that makes you imperfect? I think we're all imperfect. And I'm so glad you guys named your podcast that. What makes me imperfect? You know what? I, it's really hard to answer. Because uh, there's a it long is. list, but I'm trying to <laughs> narrow it down. Um, it's the, I still hear those voices. And I think that's what makes me the most imperfect is that I do let those voices still impact me. Mm -hmm. um, even after years and years of trying not to. So I preach this, I teach this, I write about it, but I don't always walk the talk in my own personal life. I find mm -hmm. it's really easy to teach other people to do all these things, but then I don't always apply it to my own life. Um, I do doubt myself too much uh, as a parent, as a writer, as everything I do, I do doubt myself too much and that I wish I could fix. And it's so interesting that you say that I'm going to jump in and say that you're not alone because I'll out myself here before we got on um, the Zoom call with you. Uh, I said to mom, I'm feeling a little imposter-ish. Like this woman's wrote a book and it's <laughs> self-published and what are we doing? And I don't know. <laughs> so um, yeah. You're and, doing a podcast and it's incredible. I know, so, but it's we just all have our things. things. Yeah. We just, we always think we're not doing enough. Like you said that, and you let these voices tell yourself that you could be doing more and, um, so it's so interesting that you say that. And I wanted to out myself there because as you were talking, I was like, yeah, you feel like an imposter just when you're living your life and you feel like you're walking the walk, but not talking the talk or vice versa. So, yeah. And you, you let 
but you let it hold yourself back from things. You know, yeah. I wanted to write a book 20 years ago mm. and that it, we are unbreakable is not that book. And the book that I'm writing will hopefully be done by July is partly that book, but it's still not that book that I wanted to write. Mm -hmm. So it, I hold myself back a lot because I think who wants to hear this crap, but then I know it's not crap because I know we're all feeling the same things. And so many people have been through similar things to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to tell my story to help others. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I wanted to just as a last thing, give you the opportunity to let any of our listeners know if they're interested in finding out more about you, um, where they can find you, your website, your social media, if you choose to share that, um, just where they can find you if they're interested in finding out more. Sure. So my website is KarenBeanSpeaks.com and you can find a lot about me on there. Uh, and my social media is super simple on any of the platforms. Just search at Karen Bean Speaks and you will find my pages on Instagram, Facebook. I have TikTok, but I don't really use that more for work things. It's kind of like my fun. I'm a single mom thing. Yeah. Um, and I have Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter that much. So mainly Instagram and Facebook. And if you go to my website um, and when you first click KarenDeanSpeaks.com, a pop-up comes up and it says join my community and if you join the community you can get the free downloads that I talked about that is the print off that says I deeply and completely love myself there are some ways to be kind to yourself which goes with the fierce and fabulous self-love journal so there's a bunch of downloads on there that you can get once you join the community and I send out a newsletter every week or so <laughs> yeah. not a not a set schedule um, with lots of inspiration and different things. For instance, today that we are recording this is Blue Monday and everyone is posting about Blue Monday. It's the most depressing day of the year. I found out today when I did some research for my newsletter that Blue Monday is actually a marketing scheme mm -hmm. that was developed in 2004 by um, a psychiatrist, psychologist, I forget which one, who did it for a travel company to help people help encourage people to book vacations interesting because you know that's go on vacation and that'll make you feel better right not surprised so, yeah yes yeah. so it's totally a marketing scheme and that was my newsletter today was that blue monday is actually a hoax mm -hmm. and that we should not let any day of the calendar define how we're going to feel mm -hmm. but i was sad yeah <laughs> Well, you shouldn't be sad anymore. <laughs> and I mean, we all have bad days, but we shouldn't define it by a calendar day. No, yeah, no of kidding. course not. Um, yeah. Also, just if you wanted to uh, mention again your book and where people can find that. And I also know that your daughter has written a book. I don't know if you wanted to put that out there for her as well. So all three books are on Amazon and you can actually find links on my website to click right through to Amazon. They're also on chapters online. So um, if you search Karen Dean, Nova Scotia, you should find for sure we are unbreakable, but the Amazon search is weird sometimes. Mm. Um, so um, we are unbreakable is the first book and then fierce and fabulous, a self-love journal. And my daughter's book she wrote when she was 13 um, it's called Sadie's Story. It's okay to be different. And it was actually illustrated by a young woman from Nova Scotia as well. 
And uh, it's a really cute story about a horse and how it's okay to be different um, and kind of the power of unconditional love, which so many of us have for our animals, but we can apply it to our everyday life with other humans as well. So that. it's a really cute story. And she actually, I challenged her to come up with a way to help pay for the new horse that she wanted. And that's what she did. Wow. Why is beyond her love that. 13? <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Really cool. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for taking the time to chat with us today. We were really thrilled to receive an email from you um, asking to take part. Um, we were really flattered to hear from you. And thank you so much for sharing so much of your story and being so raw and real with us today. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. And uh, thank you for starting this podcast. I think a lot of people need to talk about how imperfect we are and that it's okay to be. That's right. Thank you so much, Karen. Thanks, thank Karen. You. Bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.